1: Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Today on Exploring Missions, we have some guests, and it is plural. Uh, This may set the record for Exploring Missions as far as the number of people we're interviewing, except one time when we interviewed a youth group. I forgot about that. But this is great, and we're looking forward to it. And uh, our guest today, and I'm going to start with Preston, and Preston, it's good to have you today. It's good to have you with us, and his mom, Dawn, and then James Houston, and his mom, Jessica. And they're from New Albany, Mississippi, and I do want to share this. I'm interim pastor at the church where they go, Hillcrest Baptist Church in New Albany, And they have one of the greatest ministries that I know anything about. And I just had to say, I want you guys on Exploring Missions. And James Houston has held me to that. So, James Houston, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. One of the things we want to do is talk about Tim Tebow's foundation, Not to Shine. And uh, I became interim pastor about two weeks before not to Shine was going to happen, and I had to get clearance, and uh, they did a background check on me, and I I, 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 cut the, I got in, I praise the Lord. I didn't ask them about how close it was, but they let me in, and Jan and I got to be and be a part of that, and it was a life-changing experience, but, but Dawn, I'd like for you to share a little bit about, about Not to Shine.
2: Well, this was our fifth year, and Tim Tebow's fifth year as well. We were fortunate enough to be on the front end from the very first year, so our ministry has been able to, and our church has been able to participate each year, and it's simply just a night, an unforgettable night for those who have special needs ages 14 and up, just to all be crowned kings and queens. Um and just to share the love of Christ, uh, Christ came for all of us, and He loves all of us, even those who have special needs and disabilities. And we are very thankful for Tim Tebow for his love for special needs. Um, we we roll out the red carpet for him. Um, we have paparazzi. We have red carpet when they come in the front door. We have hair and makeup. We have shoe shine. We have flowers and. Um, uh, boutonnieres for, for men we have
1: and they professional, are dressed up oh, they, are dressed they are dressed up, up. They, they are, are dressed, dressed
2: up. up they love to get dressed up oh they they have a professional picture made they get crowned they dance and i'm going to tell you if you've never seen someone <laughs> on a quad cane dance You've never seen anyone dance.
1: <laughs> well, it was I mean, great. It was a awesome. great experience for Janice. They January. ride a
2: limo. They yeah. they yeah. have a sit-down I meal. They had
1: a carriage this year they as well. They do that yeah. a carriage
2: ride, and they, they just love it, and it, it is a night for them, and they know that. They sense that, and they absolutely love it. One of the guys in our Halos ministry, he talks about prom every time he comes into Hillcrest, he prays about prom. He's thankful for prom every Sunday morning and every Wednesday night.
1: Well, it's a time where he is, is shared with others and his life is shown as he blesses others by doing that as well. James Houston. Yes, sir. When it comes to not to shine, have you enjoyed it? Yes, sir. I have. Well, I'm glad of that. Preston. Preston. Okay, I got it. You got to get it close to the microphone. How about Not to Shine? Do you go every year? I do. You hadn't missed a year yet? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're glad you guys are here, and Not to Shine was a great experience for us as Mm -hmm. well. And uh, I I wanted to call it a not to remember. So Not to Shine was a not to remember. That way I'll I'll put it in.
2: And I think our volunteers, um, they they enjoy it just as much as our participants
1: okay do you remember that uh, the first year were there 44 i think 44? 44
2: churches and,
1: and this past year 600 and something yes. wasn't there yes sir that's how much that's how it has right grown on. but mm-hmm. hillcrest church in new albany mississippi was there on the first year yes were you guys ready because of a ministry you guys already had
3: we were
1: yes and it's called the halos and you've already mentioned that tell us what halos stands for Halo
3: stands for Helping All Love Our Savior, and it's a special needs ministry that Hillcrest Baptist Church graciously allowed us to have. And um, actually, it started with these two young men that are sitting with us today, our boys, um, they were the first two participants, the first two students in the Halos ministry at Hillcrest.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. You guys are pioneers. Yeah. yeah. They call
2: themselves the president and vice president. Well, I, I agree
1: <laughs> with them. I'd vote for them. Uh, I'd vote for them further than that, I tell yeah. you what, what <laughs> we have today. Yeah. I, I do want to know this. When it comes to this, this time every day, every week, when you come to church with Halos, mm-hmm. James, Houston, is it is it exciting time for you? Is it you 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 glad to meet people and see the people who are there?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited always, and and it's a place where we can share a lot about the Lord and learn and stuff, and and we would. Uh, do missions on Wednesdays, which I'm pretty sure someone else is going to explain it.
1: Okay, so you just you're meeting on Wednesday night as well and yes. doing missions. Listen, anything worth doing is worth having missions about. Yes. If it's if it's in the Bible, it's in the church. It ought to be missional. Yes. And I appreciate that very much. Preston, one more question for you, and then you, I'll see. He he's not as uh, ready. Jam- James Houston's ready to be a co-host. Okay, <laughs> now Preston hadn't stepped up to that yet. He he just he says he's glad to be here. But Preston, what's your favorite thing about Halo Sunday morning or Wednesday night? Which one's your favorite? Ah, uh, both of them. Both of them. <laughs> okay, that's good when you can't make up your mind. And uh, so I, I'm so glad that you guys enjoy that. Tell us a little bit about HALO and how it began, and I know it was on your heart, and I know it was a need, and a little bit of the process, as much as you can.
3: Well, um, we are actually getting ready to begin our sixth year in HALO, so you know, almost six years ago, it just was laid on the hearts of many people in our church. Um, There were just a lot of families that struggled, and, and it was hard to come as an entire family and corporately worship together that's just difficult for many children that have special needs so Um, Our church allowed us to form a committee. We actually went and mirrored um, other churches just to see how they did it in larger cities and came back and and began. But what was most gracious to me about what Hillcrest did for this ministry was to give us our own space. So, you know, um, generally older people don't like change and they don't (laughs) like to move, but they moved Sunday school classes of um, older men and women out of a building to give us our own facility. So we have our own hallway. We have our own welcome center, and um, and that's good. It gives them a place to come and be loved and nurtured and welcomed. And um, we have classes for children, youth, and then adult men and adult women. So um, it, it was just a place to give them Um, A sense of of security and belonging, Belonging,
2: absolutely.
3: I
1: mean, how important is that, man, that you feel like you're at home? Mm -hmm. That's important, isn't it, James? Yes, it
2: is. I've said over and over they want a place to belong, and that's what they feel when they walk in halos. I haven't seen one child or adult walk in halos that don't absolutely love it or want to come back because it's a place where they just feel they
1: belong. Well, I want to just tell you, I know enough about it. That they know when they're welcome, and they know when they're loved. Absolutely, God's given them a special ability of that.
2: Amen. (laughs) I I
1: agree with you, and and I've sensed it. And Mm -hmm. the neat part about it, they they kind of excited and and uh, with people around them and sharing with them. It's so exciting, James Houston. When you think of the halo and the ministry that you guys have. Uh, how important is it that other people, y- you know, you've you've made friends there, haven't you? Yes, sir, I have. And those friends are, are really special to you? hmm Well, I, I, that's what I've sensed. I, I sense that uh, when they those that are able to come to the worship, man, they kind of sit together, but I've noticed a lot of the adults like to sit there among them, you know? Uh, they just are, I don't know if they've made that connection or how, but there's a connection that's been made between different people and and the different uh, ones who have come for the ministry of Halos.
3: It is. And, you know, one of the things that we kind of have, our mission statement for Halos is helping all love our Savior by showing the love of Jesus Christ to all individuals with special needs and their families while facilitating their becoming full participants in the body of Christ. And, you know, my generic version of that is just letting them know that there is a church that loves them, that we are a body of believers. They are created in God's image. You know, they, they we're, we're all his people, and they just have a place to come and feel a place of belonging, and that their family has that, too. As much as we love the special needs participant, we love the families that otherwise would be left behind, so yeah. to speak.
1: Well, one of the Sundays that I was over there, they ministered to the families. Jenny, and I were invited, and we had a special meal, and somebody I know served yes. me. Yeah, they served me and gave me food and, and water, and, and it was a joy to be a part of that. And so that's the part, them serving. So it's not just being served, but it's served. Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. So I think that's for everybody. So Absolutely. They're, they're learning that as well.
3: Absolutely. And we on Sundays, we, um, you know, we'd have traditional Sunday school just like everyone else. We um, have a curriculum that's based for special needs that we teach. And then at 1030, we have our traditional worship service. And those that can go to worship service are welcome to. But those that are not able, we offer an extended care where they can come and stay with volunteers in our church and it's just an extension of Sunday school where they can have fun with our volunteers, and the parents are left feeling um, knowing that their child is being cared for and loved, but they're getting that one hour to just give their whole life to God.
1: Has it been an outreach for your church? I know some people that have come to Hillcrest because of that ministry.
3: Absolutely,
2: it has. We have almost sixty people now attending Hillcrest because of Halos. Um, it is. It is a huge been a huge outreach. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, when we first started talking about it, Jessica and I had talked about a Halo, or not, well, not a halos. So it wasn't named at the time, <laughs> but a special needs ministry long before Halos existed. And I was hesitant, and I felt guilty, because why would I ask other families to, to maybe miss church because of me and my family, yeah. um, I didn't feel that was fair. Um, that was my not problem or issue, I guess you would say that my family had, and it wasn't their issue. So I just felt a lot of guilt about that, and I did not feel um, I didn't want anybody missing out because of me and my family, so to speak. So for me, it was it was it took me a little longer. Um, But then it was like one day I just had this aha moment and I thought, you know, we have a nursery. How many young families would not be able to come to church if there were no nursery? And what is the difference in a nursery versus a special needs ministry or a place for them to be and belong and go to so that families can go to church? Because not for, for me, my child never had any behavioral issues. He was able to go with sit in church. Now, did he want to? No. <laughs> he did not want are to Are we come talking to about
1: Preston? We are. Uh, we are. Uh, Preston, you ought to come hear me preach. I'm telling you what. <laughs> he uh, has been in yeah. there sometimes. But, yeah.
2: you know, this is before there was a halo. You know, he, would, he would come into church, but he didn't want to. And, you know, we had to drag him to church. And, you know, that, that was hard. But now he is the first one to get up get dressed, he is sitting in the car ragging on his daddy because his daddy is late everywhere he goes. If we're going to be late. We're going to be late. He loves going to church now. What a difference. And yeah, and yeah. So Sometimes I wonder, you know, 90% of special needs families are unchurched.
1: How many say
2: that? 90% of special needs families are unchurched because if there's no place for me, there's no place for my child. There's no place for my other child there's no, the whole family suffers. So if you can't minister to my child and have a place for him, then you don't have a place for any of us. So we, none of us come. And that, that's that's what happens most of the time. So, you know, we need to ask ourselves why. And, you know, I come back to there's no place for them. They, they don't have a place where they belong. It's all about that belonging. You know, so I wonder if how many families would come if they had a place to go to, or for th- that individual, we say child, it may be an adult child. Right, you know, it's anybody, any age, that can, that can have special needs. That there's no place for right. them.
1: We have we have handicap parking, right. We even have seats that are set aside mm-hmm. for those that are in wheelchair right. that they can sit and not be out in the right. aisle. We we make special uh, needs for. Others, why you not? You know, when you,
2: you have, you know, like I said, my child was able to sit in worship. You know, like I said, he didn't want to, but he did. Um, but there are lots of families who have children, you know, again, children could be any age, it could be four, it could be 44, who are not able to sit in a worship service for various reasons. It may be due to overstimulation, they cannot take the music, they can't take the crowds. Um, They may they may flap their hands. They may do things that are distracting to others, and others may not may not they may not bother them. But for the parents, it's going to distract them. That's the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. So so even my son's
1: crying or my boy's acting up. Nobody else has bothered me, but. Mine, But know, it bothered you, it so you
2: weren't able to worship, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's the same thing for these families. So like I said, I go back to, we have a nursery for these families. Why why do we not have a ministry for this other group of individuals that need it?
1: I'm glad God brought you on this journey, Don. <laughs> I'm glad because many have been blessed because of it and uh, what's going on. I know you have a Bible verse, too. Was one of you guys going to say the Bible verse... Do y'all, Preston, you ready for it? Would you share the Bible verse that y'all claim? And this is a Bible verse that that we've talked about. They got, we've already heard their their mission statement. Now, this is the Bible verse. Five, John four nineteen. We will because he fought well does. Amen.
0: Good.
1: I'm glad he did, aren't you? Uh, I'm overwhelmed that he loves me, and yeah, I'm not overwhelmed that he doesn't love you guys. He does love (laughs) you guys, but he loves me as well, Mm -hmm. James Houston. That's pretty good love, man. Yes, it is. Well, what other? You're telling me you have some desires, and what I miss to be a co-host.
0: Well, I always wanted to be a filmmaker.
1: A filmmaker, Mm -hmm. okay, but you got to start somewhere.
0: Yes, and that's.
1: starting college okay well man i'm telling you we're glad that you could be here and i i got a feeling i may be calling on you to help me sometime to do would you be willing to do that
0: and when i get my driver's license
1: <laughs> okay okay yeah okay well we'll wait on that we'll expect that
0: and if he doesn't his
3: mama will drive him <laughs> yeah
1: I, listen i appreciate it tell us i know there's some other things and that you was wanting to share about the halos ministry jessica Would you share those with us?
3: Yes. After we started, uh, like I said, approximately six years ago, we began to add Wednesday nights in as well. And we have wonderful teachers there on Wednesday nights who focus solely on missions. Um, Boys, can you tell, Bert, um, what do we call our Wednesday nights? Missions 419. Missions 419, which is an extension off of our theme verse. But they are taught um, scripture and they engage in mission projects that they create and distribute outside the walls of the church. They learn about missionaries. These boys have visited the local. um, Can can you tell them some of the places that you've been? Uh, We've been to the nursing home. Nursing uh... home. Tell me one. Where have you been, Preston?
0: Fire department.
3: The fire department. They took gift baskets to the fire department. They go and visit um, in the nursing home. We actually have one of our first Halo students who is now living in a nursing home. Okay. So it's a joy for us to get to go back and visit her. Um, so uh, the, whole, the whole gang loves to go out and visit her and, and take her happy's on occasion. So... They create these projects, they work on these projects, and then they step outside of the walls of the church. So we really, I hate to make it sound so simple, but we really do what everybody else does. Yeah. But we just may do it in a more simplistic way and, and in a way that they're capable of doing. and uh, and And they love it. They absolutely love that. And we also do... A lot of fun things. Um, what's coming up this weekend? Uh, we're going to a movie tonight. Well, we are going to the movies tonight as a re- reward for all their hard work and missions. I didn't even think about that when James Houston. But we also, what What are we doing Saturday? Uh, the Easter extravaganza. The Easter extravaganza. Do y'all
1: hunt eggs? Yes. Or do you hide them?
0: We, we just hunt them. <laughs>
3: And hunt the prizes inside. You, oh, right? man.
1: Yeah. See what it is. That's okay. Right. That's right. As you look at the Halo Ministry and uh, where God has brought you from and where he has you, it, it's just other churches need to catch on board. I want you to make the case to someone who's listening that they're touched by uh, you guys and what you have shared. Why should they start a, a need a ministry for special needs people? In their oh
3: wow! I can make that very simple. Um, there, there are reports. Um, the The U.S. Census Bureau says there's nearly one in five people in the United States that have a disability.
1: One. I'm repeating these numbers because people say I don't believe that. One, one in five. five. One in five. So
3: if you comprised all of those people together, that would be 600 to 650 million people with a disability. And only five to ten percent of those um, are reached effectively with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's
1: the same thing as an unreached people group. We
3: we are an unreached people group. We're right a he, very large
1: unreached. Right here people group in our neighborhoods. In your backyard. Don. <laughs> Make that case. Tell them why they need to start a ministry in their churches.
2: I read a quote that someone had posted um, on Facebook, actually, by Ronnie Standifer, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But it said, a church without a disabled ministry is a disabled church.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There's a lot of disabled churches. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You know, Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't think of another ministry where that is so evident. I mean, it's evident. And
2: we are absolutely blessed at Hillcrest with so many individuals who volunteer and help with Halos. Everything we do requires so many people. Like our Easter extravaganza this weekend, we have volunteers that come and work that and help. And we are so thankful and grateful for all of them. It takes so many people to pull this ministry off.
1: So if people are wondering what they can do because they don't feel like they have the ability to teach, they can't sing, they can't do this, they could probably they share serve, their lives, Who can't they?
2: Yes, they can serve in extended care just like they serve in the nursery. Um, we have so many that we don't we, – we serve, what, one a quarter? One time a quarter is, is what we serve. Once
1: every three months. That's right. Right. And the rest of the time you can be in worship, church. In worship,
2: absolutely.
1: And that's special need parents that can be out there? Yes. When before?
2: Before they were not able to come to church.
1: And now they're able to come and worship.
2: Yes, with their family. And mind you, their other children are able to come now, too.
1: And they're being ministered, too. Yes. (laughs) James Houston, when you think of Halos and what it has done for you, do you think other people ought to be a part of it?
0: Yes, I certainly do. It changed me a lot over the years. And I've been able to come to church for a few times through worship.
1: Yeah. And Jesus is?
0: Always with me, yeah. Amen. <laughs> Preston,
1: what do you think about Halos? Would you think that people should should start a Halo ministry in their church? Yeah. Would you, uh, would you say, do it and do it now? I believe you would, wouldn't you? I think so as well. What else do you guys need to say before we, we're getting close to the end? And I hope we covered everything. But anything else you'd like to say? They're looking at each other and trying to decide.
3: No, they're just. Um, we think of it uh, when, when we began halos. We just thought of of verses and things that we believe. Like what what do we believe? What what matches to that mission statement about them being able to become a part of the body of Christ. And I uh, I think probably one of Dawn's most famous statements
2: ever has been, there are no disabled souls. Um mm. there are disabled tough, yeah. minds, there are disabled bodies. But there are no disabled souls. too the first time I heard that, whoo, you talk about a punch in the gut.
1: Amen. Amen. I had again
2: a- God came for all. <laughs>
1: Amen. I had a special needs cousin. Name was Bobby, Bobby Harper, Down syndrome. And when we would have our family reunions, our three sons would want to know if Bobby was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if Bobby was there, they were ready to go because he was such a great joy. The way mm-hmm. James Houston and Preston are, they just love to hang around Bobby and be a part of his life. And if you're not doing that in your life, uh, and you want to be blessed, find some families that have some special needs Amen. individuals in their family and become a part of it. Amen. That would be great.
3: And just to offer an extension to other families out there who may be going through things like this, um, to know when you're in that dark valley and you're in that struggle and you're questioning God and why things are allowed uh, Dawn and I have looked back over the past six years and thought you know if we have not been blessed with these beautiful boys that are sitting with us today there might not have been a Halos ministry yeah. and there might not have been a way for us to give back and serve and so now we see that with full joy and appreciation to God for what he's done in our lives.
1: Well, I want to tell you Preston, James Houston y'all bless me Yes, sir. I'm and sure I, I have. You have. You have. And brother, I want you to keep on doing it. Uh, I mean it with all my heart. Hey, I'll do my best. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to Exploring Missions today, and it's been a joy, and I'm praying that God would use you in carrying the good news of Jesus Christ down the street, around the world, or to that family that is looking for a way for their children to to be blessed and used of God. You may be the one. Thank you. It's been a joy having you with us today. We hope God has spoken to your heart concerning missions, whether it's across the street, down the road. Let God get the praise and let him use you.